Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Howdy. How's it going, everybody? It's great to be with you here. Midweek edition. Hump day. You got through it. It's all downhill from here to a gorgeous weekend. Eh, I mean, a little wet and rainy, a little wet and rainy overnight. Uh, We got a a great show coming up for you today. First, we say hello uh, to my friend and yours, the producer of this uh, fine radio product, the one and only Ben Byram. Hey, Hey, Ben. Ben. Coach Houston. So I don't care. I want you, I, I want you to find the one where I, I want you to find the one where he says, "Hey Ben, play that clip." <laughs> that one is great. Yeah, got hey, it ben, ready. Play the audio. There. <laughs> hey Ben, hit that cut. <laughs> See, I think when he said "hit that cut," he was telling you you needed to to run a different direction with the football, Ben. Coach, and, uh, you go two uh, and two uh, in non-conference. I'll do anything you want me to do. All right. Ah, uh, look now, at that. And I, I, I'm still a little defensive here. All right. Hey, he might be able to help you with your fantasy football woes. There man. we go. He yeah, he seems like a good he manager. Might, he, he, well, yeah, I think he is. That's why the CEO of the program. He might straighten some people uh, out in the league here. He might. Uh, we're going to uh, have some comments from Coach Houston. All right, we, we can't dilly-dally. This is a hustle day because the Honorable Mayor of Greenville, speaking of guys that run places, uh, is uh, P.J. Conley. Uh, ben, not only our first guest on the Patrick Johnson Show, but our most frequent guest on the Patrick Johnson Show, the Mayor of Greenville, P.J. Conley, will be by telephonically. Seems like an important one. Uh, uh, well, here's what's interesting. Last week over on uh, – Talk 103.7 on Talk of the Town with Henry and Trent. Uh, he he talked about the possibility of Greenville building a baseball stadium, possibly you know, upgrading uh, the existing an existing stadium. But uh, Guy Smith, but building a baseball stadium. I never understood why we never had like a minor league, especially with the interest in our area when it comes to baseball. I just I never really got that, but. We'll hear from well, the mayor here soon, so maybe he'll have some little, little bit of insight there. Yeah, somewhere along the way, minor league baseball, in an effort to protect itself, you know, instituted that fifty-mile radius rule. Gotcha. Okay, and, that makes sense. And but look, back in the day, I mean, Fleming Stadium was a minor league. You had a minor league team in Wilson and one in Kinston, and I think Guy Smith. I'm sure somebody will correct me, but I believe Guy Smith for a while might have been used for a Greenville team. I mean, that's when you had as far as D ball in the minor leagues. So, you know, you had your class a, then you'd B and C and then yeah. D. And so, you know, you kind of had, uh, it's really fascinating. I, I would say, cause you're a baseball fan, Ben. I, I am, if you've yeah. never been, if you've never been over very to well, f- but you know, I, I love baseball. <laughs> I don't pick my favorite yeah. teams all that well, but you know, I if enjoy a good never, baseball game. And I, I'm sure it's still there. If you ever get a chance to go to Fleming stadium, in Wilson, they have the like North Carolina baseball museum there. Oh, okay. And, and I haven't been in years, but when my, my dad and I went a few years ago 
and I was looking at it and it was, I, you know, I just, I love, I'm just a sucker for like, I'm not like stuck in the past an old head, like you would say, but I, I really just have a big respect for history. And I like to find out about history and learn about stuff. Well, even if because, you're not, a, you, if you're not an old head, or even if you are, you got to appreciate the history of baseball. There's so many interesting stories right. as compared to any Precisely. other sport. Like baseball's up there when it comes to its history and just how interesting and fascinating it is. It's, it's uncomparable. And, and so, you know, I really dug that place and you could, you know, probably spend a couple hours in there back then. I, I don't know how much they've grown it since then. And I don't even know if it's still there, but if it is, I would strongly recommend that. But I have to check it out. You know, the college leagues are gaining some steam and momentum. And look, if you build a baseball stadium and you make it multi-use, you could hold other sporting events there. Look, as much of a black eye as the High School Athletic Association's baseball championships had this past year, especially down in Fayetteville, Ooh. why not put a championship at a brand new stadium in Greenville? I love it. Why not? I mean, look, we're, I, you know, I was thinking about this today. Great sports and great, but it's a baseball community. But I mean, I've always thought, well, football's pretty good in Greenville. We've had a, you know, what, some state champions with, with Rose. Yeah. Um, other t- other schools have made it, you know, to the finals, Aiden and Farmville. And, uh, and then basketball, we've obviously had our share of basketball champions. In fact, Ben, do you know the only boys basketball program that's never played for a state championship in Pitt County's Rose? Wow, I did not uh, know all, that. All the rest of them, I believe all the rest of them, well, North Pitt played for one. I'm not sure they won one. I remember... Coach, Coach Ashhorn had him playing for it a few times, but everybody else has won one. I did not at least one. Uh, and, and see Rose even back in the Jerry Woodside days uh, when they had Troy Smith and Tito Simpson and my guy Brian Swartz running the point, they would make it to the regional finals. Coach Rankins had him in the regional finals because Mike Steele and I did the game. North Carolina so, is a tough state for basketball competition. I mean, look at the oh, talent yeah. that comes no, out year to year. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I knew I would get it. I'm glad to receive it. The always anonymous text line. Oh, Guy no. Smith Stadium host the Guy Smith Stadium hosted a CP team in the mid forties and early fifties. The Greenville Greenies, the Greenville Robins. So I guess that's Coastal Plain League back when yeah. it was a minor league. And uh yeah. And that was probably I'm I'm not sure what classification, but that wasn't A ball. That was probably, you yeah. know, B C or D ball. And and point being it's somewhere in the minor league baseball history they created the 50 mile radius rule which is why you have a team in zebulon and not in raleigh yeah because five county stadium is approximately 50 miles from the bull stadium all i know about so Zebulon is that stadium and the ball tower that's about it uh look the ball tower is sweet i don't care what they say i love i've it. always thought that was, my favorite landmark i thought that was one raleigh. of the coolest no it's so cool i've always thought that's just one of the coolest water towers i've ever seen and there's, you know, there's always been the thing about, you know, painting some ECU stuff. We, we need to, fa- I, we might talk to the mayor about this. Making a water tower, the Petey the Pirate Head. Why can't we do that, Ben? I like that. Let's find, let's find a water tower and, and, and take some of this money and, and fashion it with a Petey the Pirate Head on it. They kind of had something uh, so, like that by the, the Walmart on Greenville Boulevard. They used to have the Petey logo up there, but. Yeah, well, the logo, like but I'm talking about making the Petey yeah. head or, or <laughs> like a awesome. football or a baseball or something. That'd be great. In pirate country. Um, yeah. 
Uh, let me see here. I think I got my uh, sound sheet from yesterday. We, we do need to, don't need to dilly-dally here. I want to go ahead and get a, uh, a pirate report in so we can get to the mayor here in a few minutes. Uh, so uh, you want to do it, Ben? You ready for today's pirate report? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Hey, Ben, what's your favorite thing to talk about when it comes to pirate football? A win, more than anything. Well, yeah, a win, obviously, right? I'm sure people uh, love to talk about the running backs, you know. That, well, that seems the rooms. The, theme. the rooms. The rooms, you know what I mean? Like the rooms. Yeah, people like the, like the, to the talk position about rooms. The re- yeah, the position rooms. So cue up cut two here. First, I'm going to tell you that today's pirate report is brought to you by Pair Custom Superior Boats at an affordable price at 21 and 24 feet center console. Get your next boat the way you want. Pair Customs. Eastern Plumbing. Set the standard for quality service for over 15 years, or setting the standard, I should say, for quality service over 15 years. Find out more at easternplumbingonline.com. Also brought to you by Comfort Master and Comfort Air of Newburn. Call Comfort Master for your heating and AC needs. Lewis Farley and Robin Bowen, two great pirates. And by Texas Roadhouse of Greenville. Just named the number one Texas Roadhouse in the entire nation. Legendary food and service at Texas Roadhouse. We got to get a little Texas Roadhouse in the uh, in our next pregame. You know, we did a couple shows there once. We ought to do one of these road shows there for a road game. Go to Texas Roadhouse. I always screw up when I go because I eat all the bread and get full before I actually get to eat some real food. So I haven't had a lot of real food from Texas Roadhouse. So I'm lay excited. off the bread, Ben. I know, I know. Lay off the bread. I'm a bread. You've boy. Lost all this weight. I know. It's good. Everything there's good. The food's delicious. All right, Ben, uh, the rooms. We'll start with the tight end room. Coach Houston. Well, I mean, I, I, I said it during preseason camp. I really like our room there. It's one that we've worked very hard to build over the last couple of years. Um, you know, so it's, it's something that's important in our offense. And it was, you know, there, there wasn't uh, anything there, you know, really positionally when we got here. So, um, you know, Shane, I said during preseason camp, I think he's got a chance to be, you know, really special because he can do everything. Uh, you know, he hadn't been healthy. Uh, here early in the season so you know really last week's probably the first time he's been at full speed and uh, you know, I think that showed uh, I think that uh, you know some of the matchups that uh, that we got Saturday night and then uh, you know Donnie did a good job of uh, you know putting us in situations and Holton and Shane executed to where we could take advantage of those matchups but you know I like the other guys in that room too I thought Zach Bird had a solid game blocking uh, you know, Aaron Jarman was in there a good bit, uh, special teams and blocking, and, and Ryan Jones continues to develop there too. So I think we've got a really good room right there. There you go. Um, <clears throat> let's uh, hear from uh, Coach Houston on the big day from Audio Omotosho. Omotosho, Ben, four of his five catches in the fourth, uh, quarter. fourth quarter. Yeah, and he did some other things. And look, I, for one, am, was thrilled to see Omotosho kind of have a little bit of a breakout moment and I, I just really hope it continues because I look this when this offense is rolling it's not just one or two guys at receiver you gotta have multiple guys making plays so at least three guys need to be making plays in my opinion that's when this thing is really rolling that's what it's, that's the way it's always been for pirate football offense has yeah. to be rolling scoring a lot of points so 
And and Omotosho's not Blake Prohl. They're two different players. But Omotosho's savvy. I think he's got a lot of great ability. He's been on a big stage. And I was glad to see him break through. This is uh, Coach Houston talking about Omotosho. Well, I think we're all excited for him just because we've all seen all the work that he's put in. We watch him every day. Uh, I thought he had his best week of practice last week. You know, he and I talked about it on Friday. He was a game captain for the game. Uh, and I thought he, he went out and played his best game probably probably since he's been here. You know, he the touchdown that got uh, nullified by the, the penalty, I didn't, I didn't agree with the call. I thought that he made a good play right there on that play. But, uh, you know, I thought that he, he made some big catches down the stretch and, and made some big plays without the ball. Uh, so it was, good to, it was good to see him because we're going to need more than just one guy. You know, we need all those guys. And it was good to have the Shane Calhouns and the Audi shows and those guys come through making plays. Uh, you know, it really helped our offense. And uh, let's uh, pick it up here with uh, cut three, Ben, and Holton looking better this week. Well, I mean, I think obviously you saw, you know, a, a subpar performance against South Carolina. He'll tell you that. Uh, and I thought you saw a really good performance the other night. And, uh, you know, the thing is, you know, I watch film every day, you know, multiple hours and watch practice every day and spend a lot of time evaluating every piece of this program. Uh, and so I promise you, we're going to put the guys on the field that give us the best chance to be successful in every position. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a deal where it's an open competition everywhere across the board, every day, every week. Uh, it's the reason you see guys playing. It's the reason you see Elijah Morris last year getting the opportunity he got. It's the reason you see, you know, guys making plays that maybe, you know, hadn't been on the field. Uh, you know, the guys are going to be on the field to give us the best chance to win. And, uh, you know, I believe in Holton. I know what he can do. Uh, watch him practice. Uh, it was good to see him go out and play. And I thought he was very confident and very loose. And I thought he was very determined uh, last week. And I think he went out and he played very, very well. I mean, his decision-making was good. I thought he uh, did a good job with his accuracy. I thought he did a good job against a lot of pressure of not putting the ball at risk. You know, we had one ball on the ground, and it's just he needed to tuck that one a little bit faster. But uh, you know, he you know he had some pressure the other night, and I thought he played very very well. So uh, he was a big reason we won the ball game. Uh, ben, let's uh, have Coach Houston here discuss uh, you know just the the uh, the structure and, and how all that kind of came together in the comeback win, cut four. Well, I think it's it's the piece of of learning how to win, and we've been talking about it since I got here. And you you look at some of the close losses we've had. Um, and last year, you had some heartbreakers. Uh, so I think it was good to be in that situation where, you know, the kids throughout the fourth quarter didn't flinch. Uh, and especially, you know, after getting the touchdown, going out there for the onside kick, I thought we had confidence in the huddle for the onside kick. I thought we had, you know, just incredible execution. Uh, and that's a tough deal, too. I mean, you, it's, it's, it's different doing it out there on the practice field you know, getting ready for it and all of a sudden doing it in a full stadium when everything's on the line. And that's a lot of adrenaline pressure and to be able to execute it uh, the way we did, I think that's very impressive by Owen and the, uh, and the onside kick team. But then when we got the ball back right there, 225 to go, three timeouts. I mean, you look in the huddle and there wasn't doubt. I mean, there was confidence in the huddle. And I think that's, that goes a long way from the first year when I was sitting in the huddle against Cincinnati and there was hope. Uh, and I just think that's maturity. I think that's growth. I think that's part of the process with the program with mental toughness and unity and team-minded, uh, you know, team mindset and supporting each other. And, 
that's just that's what I saw the other night on the sidelines during that fourth quarter. And so it's it's huge to win that game. Uh, and you know what you hope is it continues to give you that confidence, you know, in in future games. Because I told the players at the beginning of the year, it's just like South Carolina, you know, a week and a half ago. You're going to be in close ball games. We're going to be in a bunch of ball games where it comes down to the final possession. Uh, and so, you know, being able to close those out is going to be the key to, you know, our success this year. Uh, let's uh, get Coach Houston talking about Miles Berry here a little bit, Ben. Uh, obviously, we all know Miles tragically lost his father last week to COVID, uh, played in the game, got the game ball. We heard from Miles uh, Berry yesterday, but uh, this is Coach Houston talking about uh, Miles Berry's uh, courageousness the other, or, or this past Saturday. Well, it's, you know, everybody knows it's, it was a tough week last week. It's been a tough couple of weeks. Uh, it's a tough week this week for, for Miles Berry and his family. Um, and certainly, you know, the thing that he was adamant about uh, all throughout the last couple of weeks was his dad wanted him to play. Uh, and he wanted to play. He wanted to be with his teammates. He wanted to make the trip with them. He, he, he didn't want to come up later. He wanted to be on the flight going up there. Uh, he wanted to play in the ball game. And I think you know, I think it says a lot about him that he was able to handle it from a maturity standpoint and from a, a mental standpoint. But I also think it says a lot about the culture inside of our locker room that that's, that's the place that he feels the safest and the, and the most supported. And, you know, like I said, I, you know, it just happened, you know, he's FaceTiming with his mom and I came around to talk to him and just seeing her face and the joy on her face um, because I've, I've been through it. You know, it was two years ago last week that I lost my dad. So, um, you know, it's it's a tough time for him right now, and you know he's going to need he's going to need all of us. You know, this week he's going to need all of us for the next two months because it's uh, you know we've all been through that that process. Uh, I don't think we have time to get to the rest of it here, but uh, you know I did want to uh, at least have that uh, discussed on there. Uh, ben, it was announced by the Dolphins, I guess, that uh, two is going to be out for the Raiders game this weekend. I did see that. And I our, did see that. Not a surprise to me. At, and our boy Antoine Staley, ECU alum, friend of the show, uh, speculates that he will be out for the Colts and Buccaneers. Those are where, big where games. Does all this, where does all this leave Cam Newton in your mind? Uh, still I mean, out there, there with no there, job. Well, I mean, there, but there's some gigs open, maybe. Right? I, st I still don't see it. I mean, Cam Newton's a guy you really got to build an offseason around, and uh, you can't really just plug gotcha. him and play him anywhere. Otherwise, you're not going to have a lot of success. I think they're confident in Kobe Brissett just because he's a veteran. He's played behind guys like Tom Brady, and I think he played behind Andrew Luck for a little bit. So he's played behind winners and good quarterbacks. So I think they're confident in him, and he knows the system. So I think they're ready to hit the ball rolling. Jacoby Brissett uh, is a former Wolfpack kid, very smart because – you know, they, they, he basically had the job in Indy for a year when Andrew Luck, like, announced at the last second he was going to retire, right? Yep, he did. And, and didn't pout and didn't have a, you know, big attitude when they brought in, uh, oh, gosh, what's his name, Ben, last year for the Colts? Phillip Rivers. Yep. Didn't have, I mean, just did his job. And let me look, he's, he's going to make a long career, make good money, and not beat, a, beat his body up holding the clipboard. Yeah, and when he's, he, when he's a starter, yeah. he doesn't cost you games. I mean, he could be a game no. manager and a solid quarterback. Right. So I'm happy for Jacoby Brissett. He's not a bad no, player. No, good for him. Good for him. Cam Newton could learn a thing or two. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
Uh, we'll, we'll grab a break. Hey, the mayor of Greenville going to be on the line with us when we return. Let's talk about uh, the possibility of uh, of baseball in some form in Greenville in a new stadium and, and just kind of how the city's doing. Mayor P.J. Conley on the other side when we return. Every Monday during the NFL season, get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P-Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday right here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station for the ECU Pirates. Hey, I want to tell you about Wilson Rhodes Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been in the keeping you comfortable business for 60 years on Hooker Road in Greenville. Steve Rhodes, second generation, gives each customer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Wilson Rhodes, an authorized trainer dealer specializing in new installations, home replacements, service agreements on all makes and models. Go online at wilsonroads.com for simple financing options that are just a few clicks away. To get the job done right, Wilson Roads. You'll be comfortable in no time in Greenfield. WorldCat, the world's largest powered catamaran boat builder, is hiring at their Tarboro and Greenville locations. If you enjoy a challenging career opportunity, producing a top quality product, then a career with WorldCat may be for you. No experience is required. However, anyone with carpentry skills or auto body detailing skills are highly encouraged to apply. Send your resume to careers at worldcat.com. That's careers at worldcat.com or go to worldcat.com forward slash careers. Greenville, North Carolina should be very proud because the Texas Roadhouse in Greenville was named the top store in the entire 600 store chain of Texas Roadhouses. My buddy David Hollinger was named the uh, number one managing partner in the country. David, we're very proud of you and I know you've got to be proud of your staff. Unbelievable. Just an overwhelming feeling of pride and what a great community we live in. Uh, the employees, the folks that come to our restaurant every day and just show us the love and support even throughout the whole pandemic to make this possible. You've always been very involved in the community. What are the other things that go into making Texas Roadhouse here in Greenville what it is? Uh, really great staff and great people. And of course, legendary food legendary services at the core of what we do best and just our involvement in the community and how much the community pays us back for that support david hollinger with texas roadhouse we're very proud of you folks come to texas roadhouse and get legendary food first we decide where we want to go then we need to know the best way to get there hi my name is adam barada i'm the owner of advantage gold we're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game.
Thanks for being with us here today. Patrick Johnson Show. We've got the mayor of Greenville coming up. A reminder that uh, we've got a big uh, football weekend in store for you. It all starts Friday with uh, coverage of Rose football right here on 94.3 The Game. Big one on Friday night, 6.50 airtime for Rose and South Central. Always uh, exciting when those two programs uh, meet. We'll have that rivalry game for you right here on the uh, station for Rose Rampant Football, 94-3 the game. Then on Saturday, pregame coverage of ECU and Charleston Southern from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium begins at 3 o'clock, three hours before kickoff. It is our Pirate Game Day countdown fueled by Bush Light. We'll have the play-by-play action for you as well right here on 94-3 the game and 107.9 WNCT, the flagship stations of the ECU Pirates. Mayor of Greenville, P.J. Conley, is promised uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show as we welcome him in on this uh, Wednesday. Mr. Mayor, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm very well. Great to have you on. I think our most frequent guest. <laughs> I am honored to be your most frequent guest. Uh, you are. I think you're the most frequent guest. In fact, I know you're the most frequent guest. A lot of people tell us no. But the mayor is always willing to come on and, uh, and speak with us. So uh, it's great to catch up with you, though. Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, something I was told about, and I went back and kind of uh, re-listened to it from last week when you were on with Henry. Not not the uh, the baking contest that you guys were having, but something else, something else uh, involving sports. Uh, but uh, before we get started with uh, that, uh, you know, two weeks ago, not even, we had our first uh, home football game in Greenville. What a crowd. And uh, I, I, one comment I got from people that attended the South Carolina game who had not been to Greenville uh, in a few years to a football game is just how much the city has changed uh, since 2019 in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were really excited to be able to have fans back in the stands. That means dollars in many of our businesses' pockets. Uh, so that was great to be able to do that. We we had nothing but positive comments about places around our community, and I know the uh, business owners were excited to be able to to welcome people back to our area because it's been a uh, rough about eighteen months or so yeah. of uh, going through the pandemic, and many of them have have suffered. So to be able to have extra people traveling through our community and spending money was a great thing. Uh, Mayor of Greenville, PJ Conley is with us here, Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, with that uh, said, you know how. By and large, how's the business community gotten through that 18 months and how are, how are businesses by and large doing right now? You know, I think that it was tough for many of them. Uh, there was a lot of restrictions that were put in place at the state level uh, that prevented uh, a lot of them from either being operating or, you know, the capacity of how they were being operated. Uh, but, you know, I think since then, uh, businesses improved. I've, I've heard a lot of positive comments uh, from many of the business owners how things are are up and running. They're starting to see their profits come back and uh, they're starting to see more people visiting their businesses. So I think it's a good thing. Uh, we hope that we can continue in this direction. Hopefully we'll continue to see people visiting our community. Um, we at the city will continue to look for ways to attract them here, uh, bring more opportunities as well. And maybe we could talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's just, let's go there. Uh, when, when you talk about attracting uh, businesses and cities' role and the city's role in that, uh, I, I think you could maybe uh, shed some light on that or explain that to people who are listening to this. You know, what exactly is, do you view your role and the city's role in, in kind of aiding, you know, this community to get businesses to come and, and set up shop here in the hub of eastern North Carolina? 
you know, from an economic development standpoint, it's extremely important for us to be able to make Greenville an inviting place, uh, have different opportunities that are available for people to come here and, and uh, spend money. Our businesses are the lifeblood of our community. Uh, they provide jobs uh, for all of our uh, uh, citizens that are here in Greenville. So it's important for us to make sure that we support them and get them to continue to grow. You know, so we, we look for different ways of, of how we can help facilitate uh, bringing people to our community so they will spend dollars at, at restaurants, at retail locations, and many of our other small businesses that are here in the area. Uh, so, you know, we look at different things that we could possibly do, and we've got some great ideas uh, that, that we want to keep uh, working on. And, you know, we'll continue to work with some of our local businesses that are here uh, currently, too, to be able to expand some of their operations uh, to make people uh, make it a more desirable place to come visit. In the eight years, uh, Mr. Mayor, since I, I got back from Florida and uh, in the last three years especially, I've noticed this, but uh, it, just the, the quality of life opportunities in Greenville have seemed to have grown by leaps and bounds. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you have seen a, a huge change. I mean, I can remember when I uh, when I first came to school here, uh, I think my first year was 2000 the fall of 2003 and you know there was no need for us to really go over on dickinson avenue there right. wasn't a whole lot that was over there you had some antique shops and you know a, a 20 21 year old kid really doesn't want to go to an antique shop unless uh <laughs> you know that's your that's your thing uh but now you know it is uh we're not here to judge we're not here to judge yeah. hey there's some people out there who love antiques i mean my, my wife my wife she's a little older than 20 but she likes antiques but uh um you know, we, there was really no reason to go over there on Dickinson Avenue, but now, you know, over the, the, the last several years, last decade, we've seen transformation of that area over there. We're seeing uh, retail locations, yeah. lots of uh, breweries that are popping up. We have seen, uh, you know, good restaurants that are that are over there. We've seen some new developments that have been announced that are going to uh, be uh, starting, I think, in the next six to 12 months. You know, so you're going to see a huge transformation of that area, and we're seeing that all over our community right now, which is which is great. Well, and I, and I also think too, a place like Sawyer's Fun Park. I mean, that's Absolutely. that's unprecedented. That 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 type of entertainment facility, it really is. Yeah, yeah. The, the Sawyers have done an incredible job with that facility out there. Uh, you know, uh, routinely when I go throughout the community, there people are always saying, "What's there to do for for young kids?" You know, and the Sawyers have really capitalized on that, being able to. Uh, find some entertainment that's available, not only just for the kids, but, you know, now that they have their, uh, their restaurant there, and I believe they have a bar there too. Mm -hmm. Um, it's good. It's good for all, for families (laughs) to spend an entire day there. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with, uh, Greenville's mayor, PJ Conley. Last thing on this, uh, on this particular, uh, front, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's a chamber of commerce. There's the, there's the uptown, uh, group, uh, there's economic development, there's a private, uh, public private partnership group. Uh, is, what is your role, I guess, in making sure all of these groups are, are kind of working in concert together? And, and I guess that's the big thing with them is making sure that all of the, the stakeholders are, are working in, in concert together, in stereo together, in a way to, to make sure that, you know, we look pretty buttoned up if we're presenting to a major a corporation or any kind of business we want to come into town? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, from from the onset of when I first ran in 2017, that was something that I really wanted to, to focus on. Is I wanted to make sure that all the uh, community partners, all the agencies, 
Uh, the government bodies were working in tandem with one another. Because it's just, you know, my, my first year being on the city council, it's just a lot of things felt really disjointed. And it was very tough to be able to uh, send a message to Raleigh or to D.C., you know, as far as what our needs are in our community, because they're hearing different voices, you know. And when we, you know, sit down and have conversations with one another and, and understand uh, as, a, as a whole what our needs are in eastern North Carolina, it's a lot easier for, you know, our, our, our state and our federal representatives to really kind of understand and really lobby for us mm-hmm. and, and, and meet the needs of our community. And so we have been working really hard to, to be, be on the same page with one another, you know, have open uh, lines of communication with one another, uh, sharing resources, being able to help each other. And I think a great example of that is the, uh, the Greenville ENC Alliance that, mm-hmm. that was created a few years back, you know, with a focus on bringing everybody to the table, um, looking at recruiting businesses, retaining businesses in our area, and, you know, working with one another for, for the betterment of our community. And because of their hard work, we've seen thousands of new jobs uh, come to our, our community, which is fantastic. That brings people to our area, uh, that, that puts dollars in, in the businesses that, that are already here and potentially entices other businesses to come here as well. So really, really excited about that. We're seeing a lot of growth. The Mayor of Greenville, P.J. Conley, joining us here. Uh, the possibility of... Uh... Uh, of baseball in Greenville. We'll get into that in just a moment here, but a couple other things I wanted to make mention uh, for this part of the conversation, which we've uh, we've gone down this uh, path, and uh, it, it, and I think it's something that interests everybody that uh, is, is listening to it. You know, as far as a, uh, a, a large employer, and, and look, small businesses are the backbone, I think, of any local economy, but uh, we've seen what's happened in places like the upstate of South Carolina with uh, one kind of major modern employer, and, and now they have all kinds of car manufacturing facilities out there. There's been some talk, I guess, of Rocky Mount or something close to I-95, and Greenville has, has maybe been in the mix for those type of businesses uh, as well. Is that a goal? Is that something that, uh, you know, that, that I think is, is – sort of maybe the next big turn. I mean, I, everybody in Eastern North Carolina would like to have that kind of, of major employer in their community. Uh, and as you're positioning Greenville for that, not only are you competing against these other communities in the East, but really across the state and the, re- in the region. Uh, but is that sort of the next big step, you think, to try to secure somebody who would employ uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people? Yeah, you're going you're gonna to hear the, uh, the baseball uh the baseball player and me come out on this one, you know, everybody loves the home runs. We all <laughs> love hitting home runs all the time. And, you know, for me, uh, a, a large business, like a large Amazon, you know, Apple, those type of businesses that could potentially bring, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of jobs at a time, is something that we really want to uh, uh, focus on. I think that would be very important for us, but we also understand that base hits also score runs. Um, you know, and I would say that, you know, smaller companies too are very important for us. That's been part of the process um, with ENC Alliance is making sure that we're focusing on, you know, small, medium, and large businesses and recruitment of those businesses because, you know, the small ones add up just as fast as the yeah. as the uh, the large one does. And sometimes the large ones take a little bit more time and more effort to be able to to recruit. And and maybe there's some some simple things that we can do for these small businesses that, you know, have a vision and and potentially could be that large business. You know, if we, we create a good, uh, a good business environment for them, uh, provide them with the resources that they need to be successful, you know, they may start off with 
two, three employees and, you know, they may end up ending up being 300, 400, 500 employees. You know, yeah. so I think it's important that we focus on, on the small, medium and large businesses and not so much on, on just the home runs that we always, uh, love for the announcement sure hey uh mr mayor we're gonna grab a break uh we'll come back i promise you that we had a baseball reference there but we're gonna talk about the possibility of uh of uh baseball in greenville or baseball stadium coming to greenville uh plus a lot more with uh, the mayor of greenville pj conley here on the patrick johnson show stay tuned Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it! Or tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. He's going to go in! Touchdown! The fastest two hours in radio. The fastest two hours in radio. The award-winning Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown with Patrick Johnson and ECU legend Terrence Copper. Counting down to kick off with all the info you need to get ready for game day. The Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. Game Day Countdown on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. I'm here in the studio with Lance Clark of Bill Clark Homes, one of the largest home builders in Eastern Carolina. And much of the concentration has been right here in their hometown of Greenville and Pitt County. Lance, you guys have been doing this a long time. Yes, we have, Henry, and I appreciate it. Uh, Last year, we celebrated our 40th anniversary, which we're extremely proud of. And we are and have always been family owned and operated. Lance, tell us why a homeowner would choose Bill Clark Homes to build their home. Well, one thing that we do that we're really proud of is we like to make the customer part of the process. We have our own design department where we draw our own plans so you can modify and make the house the way you would like it. And another thing is we have a one-stop shop design center with two professional decorators to guide you through that process. So, Lance, what's the price range that you focus on at Bill Clark Homes? Right now, our houses are from 160 all the way up to 500,000, and we have those houses in most school districts all around Greenville and Pitt County. For more information, contact BillClarkHomes.com. With the value of the U.S. dollar continuing to slump due to unprecedented money printing, it has never been more important to protect your savings and retirement accounts from inflation. Many hardworking Americans, just like you and I, are turning to a proven method to protect what we work so hard to earn. Real Gold. You can have Real Gold delivered privately and securely to your home or have Real Gold put into your IRA or 401k. Just call Oxford Gold Group right now, 833-928-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group will teach you everything you want to know about owning real gold. It's a lot easier than you think. Call the Oxford Gold Group now at 833-928-GOLD to get your free precious metals investment guide. Talk to them about getting real gold and silver delivered to your home or about having real gold placed in your IRA or 401k. The Oxford Gold Group is here to help you protect your savings and retirement from the unknown. Call them now, 833-928-GOLD. So, what are you waiting for? 833-928-GOLD. Get your gold you can hold from the Oxford Gold Group, 833-928-GOLD. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals. Delivering food, supplies, and medicine. Keeping communities safe. Making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go! On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. 
Ben Barmer here for 94.3 The Game Sports Update. We start from the NFL as we gear up for Thursday night football as the Carolina Panthers take on the Houston Texans. Second year Panthers defensive lineman Yidor Gross Matos will be out of that game with an ankle injury. After a knee injury with Bears starter Andy Dalton, rookie quarterback Justin Fields is set to make his first start for Chicago. Bears head coach Matt Nagy has made it clear that Dalton will still be the starter when healthy. And Miami quarterback Tua Tagovailoa will be out for the Dolphins matchup against the Raiders with broken ribs. Veteran backup Jacoby Brissett will be the starter. From the NBA, Sixers forward Ben Simmons has made it clear to management that he does not want to play another game in a Sixers uniform and has demanded a trade. But head coach Doc Rivers says that he'll try to convince the three-time All-Star otherwise. And from the NHL, Carter Trophy winner Kirill Kaprizov has signed a hefty five-year deal worth $45 million to stay with the Minnesota Wild. Kaprizov has previously danced around the idea of playing with the KHL over in Russia. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Barham. Now back to Mayor P.J. Conley. Always fun to have uh, the mayor of Greenville, P.J. Conley, on with us. It's always fun to check out our website, 943thegame.com. Very latest on the Pirates there with uh, daily articles and videos updating uh, ECU athletics and ECU football. Also, uh, you can uh, listen to podcasts of this program on The Prowl, our Carolina Panthers podcast that drops every uh, Thursday. We have Terrence Copper's new podcast for you during the week as well. The Houston Huddle every Tuesday. Uh, I host that. Get that podcast every Tuesday morning. Plus, uh, if you miss during the day our uh, daily pirate reports for our great pirate report sponsors, uh, we have those in podcast form on the website as well. It's the all-new 943thegame.com. The mayor of Greenville, P.J. Conley, is on the uh, line with us here. Mr. Mayor, uh, appreciate the time this afternoon. You've been uh, gracious uh, with it as always, and uh, we, we really thank you. Hey, I want to ask you a little bit about, uh, before we get into again, and I promise we're going to have some uh, talk about uh, this potential of a baseball stadium coming to Greenville in some form or fashion. But, um, uh, you know, we've had an, an influx in the population of the city and the county since uh, the pandemic started. And I guess there are challenges with that, particularly from an infrastructure standpoint, that that you all have to deal with. In other words, that's a good problem to have in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that is, that's probably the number, number one complaint that I get are, you know, our roads, our infrastructure, the issues that we have. I always get complaints about potholes, uh, flooding issues that take place in our community, you know, and, and, and being able to, uh, budget each of those items and making sure that we're focusing on, on fixing those, those, uh, uh, issues immediately is, is extremely important. You know, I think as people come into our community and they visit, you know, they come to the ECU football game this weekend and, and they look around and they see potholes all over the place, they're not going to have a real pleasant experience about Greenville unless they have to go to a uh, mechanic <laughs> to get their car fixed and right. uh, have, a, <laughs> have a great experience there. Uh, but, you know, it's a uh, it's something that we focus on on a regular basis. You know, we've, we put a lot of money uh, over the last year several years into uh, street repaving. Uh, we've had some pedestrian safety initiatives that we've, uh, that we've really focused on. And, you know, uh, a significant amount of money has been uh, allocated for stormwater improvements mm-hmm. too. I mean, I can say that probably about three, four years ago, 
we would have flooding routinely down at the uh, the bottom of Reed Circle right there uh, in our uptown district. And, you know, now that we finished the Town Creek Culver project, no matter how heavy the rain is, that, that water flows very well to the Tar River, and we've been able to fix that issue. So, you know, being able to make sure that we focus on those those uh, underlying issues that uh, are very important for the citizens of Greenville is extremely important, and, and we'll continue to do that uh, as time goes on as well. I don't know how much you've uh, been privy to this, uh, but the, the uh, post-mortem or uh, the, you know, after, uh, after event uh, analysis of the uh, softball Little League World Series. How was that event received, and uh, you know what what uh, were the organizers' thoughts on you know how it went and, and, and improvements and things to build upon going forward? You know, I've heard nothing but positive comments. Uh, it was it was really great to hear all the good comments that we've received from the people that visited, the families uh, that had. Uh, daughters that, that played in the, the uh, Little League Softball World Series. I mean, I was reading an article in the paper uh, while it was going on, and they had nothing but rave reviews for all of our restaurants here in our area. And for me, that was, that was a breath of fresh air because many of those restaurants had been, had been struggling over the last you know, 18 months or so to, to get through and navigate through the, the pandemic. And for them to say that they had really great experiences, the food was excellent, you know, that was, that was awesome to hear. And, and a lot of the parents, I had, had read some comments as they said that Greenville was a welcoming place. They really liked our, our city uh, and had a great experience. So uh, I heard nothing but positive comments. Uh, hopefully as you know, years go on and we, we continue to host the, uh, the tournament, we'll, we'll be able to bring in more people uh, to actually attend the games. Uh, you know, some of the COVID restrictions present, prevented a lot of people from being able to attend the games and, I'm hopeful, too, that as we uh, start to see some of the international teams come back and play in the Little League Softball World Series, that will create more of a buzz, too, and we'll get more people uh, visiting our community and spending dollars here. The mayor of Greenville, P.J. Conley, is with us uh, here. Uh, one thing on that, uh, and, and I'm sure this is something you uh, are grappling with, and it's, it's not like uh, you can build this yourself. This is part of attracting, I guess, uh, investors and in, in attracting uh, franchisees and, and businesses. But, uh, you know, one one thing that I think we do commonly hear is hotels and kind of quality hotels in Greenville at, at times, especially when you have a large event. If you have something simultaneous going on like we've had in recent years, uh, you know, with uh, political events in town, somebody utilizing the convention center at a, at a big ECU event, you know, I think back to the Republican convention and the regional uh, for ECU baseball. That's just an example. Obviously, if you ever try to get a hotel room uh, on a, a football weekend, it can be tough to do that. Uh, is, is that something to kind of look at the beginning of where we started on this as far as quality of life and and quality of uh, uh, type of business that you maybe this alliance and, and yourself are trying to attract in some way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, we're really excited. We want to we want to see all different types of businesses come to our area. Uh, you had mentioned hotels. Hotels are, are vitally important. Um, sometimes when we do have those large events, even, you know, when we have ECU football games, <laughs> I, I routinely hear about people saying that they have to, to go down to Washington to stay because a yeah. lot of the hotels are, uh, uh, are all uh, full. And, you know, it, it's, it's a good problem that we have, uh, but we also want to make sure that uh, we're focusing on, on bringing as much entertainment uh, as many opportunities to our area as possible. And I think that, 
you know, adding hotels is, is extremely important. We're excited about uh, a couple different opportunities that, that are in front of us uh, over at the old UNX building. Uh, a couple uh, local investors are are uh, going to break ground on a project over there uh, called the Ficklin, and that's going to be a uh, boutique-style hotel right off of Dickinson Avenue. It'll be very visible as you're crossing over the 10th Street Connector. So that'll be really exciting for us. Uh, there's another group that is in the process of, uh, you know, potentially building a hotel over off of Evans Street, what we call in the hammock block, mm-hmm. which uh, is in a, in a great location as well. So those are those are great opportunities. Hopefully, uh, we'll see those uh, start to break ground in the in the coming months. And I think those will be great amenities. And I think people will be very excited to to be able to see it. And, you know, parents that come to visit their kids will love to stay in a nice boutique style, style hotel uh, in our community. And, and I think it'll help out uh, as uh, we continue to expand different opportunities and different entertainment options here in Greenville. We've got the mayor of Greenville, PJ Conley, with us several minutes into this conversation about baseball. We're finally getting to it here. So, uh, but, but I think all this other stuff ties into it and is very important. And it's kind of a nice ramp up to this. So the city has federal money. Uh, and you're really deciding, not you, but, but uh, you know, you, the, the, the council, but everybody is kind of deciding what we need to do with this money. It's come up that, you know, possibility of, and this has been long talked about, uh, either making some improvements to Guy Smith Stadium or maybe even building a uh, baseball stadium to attract per, maybe potentially down the road minor league baseball, but, you know, at the very least a summer baseball league team. Uh, kind of just... What's your vision for that? You know, so we had some discussions. We've been talking about it, I can tell you, probably probably four years now. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about bringing baseball and bringing potentially a summer league team here uh, to Greenville. You know, Greenville is such a, has such a, uh, a history of, of baseball and a love for baseball. It's one of the reasons that I selected uh, to stay here in Greenville is that just it was so welcoming when I came to play baseball at East Carolina and, and I could see that the tradition, the rich tradition of, of playing baseball and, and, and doing it at a, at a high level was here in our community. And, and, and that was something that I really thought would be a great opportunity for us is potentially looking at ways for us to be able to bring more entertainment, uh, bring people uh, to the ballpark, have a good time and, you know, potentially bring a team that, uh, you know, could attract people to, to come and watch and so we were coming up with different opportunities. We've been talking to a bunch of different groups. We've had a tremendous amount of interest uh, from places that uh, uh, are interested in bringing a team to Greenville. Uh, we've talked to the Coastal Plains League. We've talked to some of the other leagues as well that have shown an interest on in, in having a team here in Greenville. And so we, we came up with different opportunities. One of them uh, that the city manager's office had put together is the expansion of the Guy Smith Stadium. Um, I played over at the Guy Smith Stadium, and I can tell you that if I were in a Coastal Plains League team, I definitely wouldn't want to pitch in that stadium. <laughs> uh, so there's so there's some yeah. there's some serious modifications that need to take place, and, and that's uh, moving those foul poles back a little bit. Uh, there was a short porch over there in left field, yeah. and I gave, I think I gave up a couple home runs in, in practice uh, when we were over there practicing when I was at ECU. Uh, when they were uh, building the the Clark LeClair mm-hmm. Stadium after mm-hmm. my uh, or during my junior year. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of modifications. There, there would need to be additional seating to be able to accommodate larger crowds. We would have to make sure that we have, you know, some, some new amenities, fix the facade on the outside, 
make sure that we have adequate parking in that area. Um, you know, so those are some of the ideas that we've come up with. Um, I've had some, some comments from people from the public that told me that they thought it would be an, an exciting opportunity if we build a, a brand new stadium right, yeah. out there. And, you know, one of the other projects that we had discussed too along the lines was being able to have a, uh, a new amphitheater on our town common. And some of the, the ideas that people were bringing to me was, why don't you make it like a multi-purpose facility where you can have a baseball stadium and oh, then wow. you can also hold, hold concerts yeah, there, yeah. you know, maybe potentially other sporting events. And so, you know, we're, we're the, the thing that we want to do right now is the presentation was made to us at one of our last city council meetings. Uh, we want to put it out to the public, get some feedback, see what they think uh, would be beneficial for our area. But that's kind of where we stand right now. And I think we're going to do some public uh, input sessions Anybody that is interested in commenting, you can shoot me an email and, and tell me what you think. If you got some ideas as far as how you feel uh, it would be best to, to invest those dollars, and, and I'm all ears. Would would the site for maybe a multi-purpose still be Guy Smith, or are there are other sites that you might consider? You know, I I don't think you know if we if we build a brand new stadium, we're we want Guy Smith to stay there. I mean, right, it's yeah. a historic it's a historic property, and and we want to keep it there, and we want to keep maintaining it. And, and having it in our community. But, uh, you know, I would think that if we did a, a new stadium and did a kind of a multi-purpose uh, option that we would probably have to find a, a new location somewhere in our community. And to be honest, I, I have no idea where right, that would yeah. be. You know, it, it, it's tough. You've got you to be able to sit down and make sure you have the right dimensions to be able to put the stadium there. You have adequate parking uh, that's available within walking distance. I think also you want to make sure that you have amenities around it. You want to have restaurants. Uh, for people to attend before and after the game, uh, so there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of discussion that needs to take place. And I guess some of that too is maybe if there's a particular part of the city uh, that's growing, might not be a bad idea to consider putting it there. It, it, it might right now not make a lot of sense, but where you're projecting maybe growth with population and and businesses in the future, that that might be a possible option as well. That- yeah, I'm not, and I'm not trying to pin you down on that. I'm just sort of, you know, brainstorming no, I, on that. No, I agree with you. I think that's great. I I was always a big uh, – I had this, this big vision that I thought it would be really cool to put it over on the Imperial site mm-hmm. uh, off of Dickinson Avenue over yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So as people were going over the 10th Street connector, they could actually look down and look into the field and see it uh, being played, seeing the games being played from the top of the 10th Street connector. but. I think we may have some issues with, with uh, the amount of land that's available over there. But yeah. that was always my vision. I thought that would be kind of a cool thing to have that and be in a walkable area where people could go and walk down to some of the businesses on Dickinson Avenue over on, on uh, 5th Street over there and, and more around our uptown district. Yeah. But that was just my, my vision a long right. time ago. <laughs> uh, the mayor of Greenville, P.J. Conley. Uh, obviously, we want a lot of folks uh, to uh, come out attend the uh, game perfect weather it looks like for saturday uh and uh tailgating all day and maybe even catch uh, a, a bite or something after the uh, game or maybe eat uh, before the game and head on over if that's more your style uh so pirate football with the win i know you're excited about the rest of the season and how about cliff godwin a top 25 signing class that's awesome cliff is doing an incredible job with the baseball program we are so excited that he's still here that he's the head coach he is the epitome of what ECU baseball is all about. And uh, it's exciting to be able to see them continue to win year after year. Uh, I'm feeling very, very confident about, uh, you know, the direction 
of the uh, ECU uh, football team too. You know, we had a couple of hiccups at the beginning of the, the season, but uh, that win against Marshall, I think, was a, uh, a game-changing moment, a season-changing moment for us all in one. And, and I'm excited to see where uh, Coach Houston takes this program moving forward. Uh, the Mayor of Greenville, P.J. Conley. Mr. Mayor, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Patrick. Yeah, our pleasure. There he goes, P.J. Conley. Uh, a little overtime here, but uh, just to put a bow on that, I, look, I, I think that's great. I mean, I, I if you could build this stadium and, and make it where it's multifunctional and you could host other events there and maybe even concerts there, and I, really there's not a whole lot to that other than you would just need to have the pro- proper load in and, you know, the proper uh, acoustics to a degree, but but also the proper power. That's just infrastructure at the stadium. If you're building it from scratch, why not? I kind of like that idea better than refurbishing Guy Smith. There's a charm to Guy Smith, pardon me, that I, I, I would hate to see Greenville lose. It's a, it's a very classic old-school design. I'm with you. It needs just to stay the way it is, in my opinion. Well, you know, uh, let's, you know, that much money for a college league team. Let's read between the lines there a little bit, folks. This might be you know, a play to bring some professional baseball to Greenville in the forms of the minor leagues. Who knows? So, uh, but, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of things that could be done at that stadium. Uh, and imagine this. Imagine if you could, you know, you could play a tournament, an Easter tournament with all the Pitt County schools, a couple other. I mean, there's just, you know, for baseball. You could play soccer there, maybe even football. There's just a, a things, a million things you could do. So I'm all for that. And if, if you have that kind of additional federal money on top of the budget, I, I think that that's, that'd be really cool. I know there's been some talk of an amphitheater and, or upgrading the amphitheater on the town common, but I, you know, I don't know if you, could, if you could kind of build a new stadium. And even if you put an amphitheater outside the stadium, maybe. I don't know. I, I just think the town common is you know for the, for the people, and this would be a real economic you know, driver. I think so. so. It'll be good for us. It'll be good for this community. So I'm looking well, forward I mean, to hopefully we can get something happening. Look at all the concerts going down to Wilmington now. I mean, national yeah. acts. And I mean, Greenville's got, I think, with its location and it's just pool. even with its population, they could, they could certainly sell concert tickets, you know, and, just have, and it doesn't have to be like all country music. I mean, it could be a diverse array of stars oh, that yeah. are playing like the D-Pack or the amphitheater on the river in Wilmington. I mean, that that's the, the caliber of, of act I think you could bring in here for, for some kind of outdoor performance venue. Uh, and I really do like the idea of it better being somehow connected with the baseball stadium, potentially. We'll see. It's a great, great vision. Thanks to, to the mayor. A little overtime here, as we mentioned. Uh, let's wrap. Oh, there we go, Ben. I knew you. I knew you'd get in the mood to talk a little baseball. There. It's been a while. It's been a while. We're talking baseball. Why not? Why not? Well, thanks to the mayor. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll hear from the coordinators, Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Carroll, for the Pirates ahead of the game this weekend against Charleston Southern. And uh, we'll have Greg uh, Watford on. He's the coach of North Pitt. They're three and one. So we'll talk to him. And uh, I think our guy Brian Mull's going to be on with us preview the uh, Ryder Cup. It's a big show tomorrow, so don't miss it. Uh, we'll catch you, Patrick Johnson show, and we'll join Fox Sports Radio in progress after these commercial messages. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs>